Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Memchet. We'll begin on Zayin on the bottom of the page. We're going to start with the words we Amar Shishet Lo Kasha. We left off with the contradiction in Mitzvot whether or not when you buy a, a slave does it need the guy to accept all the Mitzvot or not? Okay, Shishet says Lo Kasha. One is the Rashba, one is the Rabbanan. The Tanya went to the right to Ubachtat, Aviat Vima, Yerachim, the Pasuk describing Yafat Toar, which is a special set of laws for a lady who's captured in war, a beautiful lady who's captured in war, and the the Jewish soldier is weak regarding her, and he feels like he's going to fall and sleep with her. There's a special rule that he is allowed to do a, a system of her shaving her hair and and crying for a certain number of days in order to uh, allow her to, to marry him. So the Tanakhama says that this system, welcome, welcome, Mike, good morning, this system is specifically for a girl who doesn't accept mitzvot. So since she doesn't accept mitzvot, you have to do the system. But if she accepts the mitzvot, you can dip her right away and mutabiyah. That's Tanakhama. They're being strict. According to this, the, the, uh, accepting mitzvot right away allow, you could, allows you to get her married right away. Rashba says that even if you didn't accept mitzvot, you can make her fully a Jewish, Jewish by doing a double <coughs> dipping. Dipping the first time against her will to be an avid, then freeing her and dipping her again to make her a free woman. And she's fully free. Right, that's Rashba, because he holds you could do this dipping. You don't need. But she doesn't want to be really Jewish. So. Right, and he, according to him, the second dipping is allowed. Tanakama says they do. According to Tanakama, of course, you do need, in order to become fully Jewish, you do need to uh, accept. Right? That's Rashba. Then he's allowed to marry her right away. So according to Ashba, the only reason why you need to do this thing is, according to the Rabbanan, the reason why you're doing this whole shaving of the head business is in order to get to marry her. But according to Ashba, this shaving of the head is only if you want to keep her as a slave. But if you wanted to marry her regular, you could just double dip her. Dip her once for your dip her, dip her again. And now she's a regular girl and she's done. That's what, that's the Rashba's looking. According to Chachamim, you can't, wouldn't be able to do that anyway because she didn't accept Mitzvot. The only way to ever sleep with her is to do a single dipping against her will and sleep with her as a slave. Okay? Good. Okay. Amar Rava. says, What's the reason why he says you could dip her against her will? Tichtiv it says, "V'chol eved we're on the top of mem hayt amuralf." Okay, v'chol ayved ish meknat kasef. Every slave of man who was purchased with money, you can give him milah, and then you then he could eat the korban pesach. The korban pesach could only be eaten by milah. The guy who has milah, if you have eved knani, since he has a bit milah, he could eat korban pesach. Okay. It's funny they use that as the thing that you're allowed to do as a Jew. 
eat korban pesach, like, of course. Like this is the this is the example. Well, They're permitted to do this Jewish thing, right? Because everyone has to eat korban pesach. Right. Everyone has to eat everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we learn from here. Eved ish v'lo eved isha. Do you mean oh only if a guy's only if the slave is bought by a Jew by a man, but if it was bought by a woman? No. Why does it say eved ish? Why does it say that for? Ela rather eved ish atamal balkorcho. When you have an Evid who is a man, yani adult, you could you could give him Milah against his will. But the son of a man, which means if you have the son of a of a convert, you can't convert him against his will. Which means, let's say a guy is converting and he has a 13-year-old son, he wants him to convert. If the guy doesn't want to convert, you can't convert against his will. And that's how... Right? Since it says the word ish regarding the avadim, and not regarding the son, therefore we learn that only an adult... It's possible to convert an adult slave against his will, but not a kid. Okay. What did Rabbanan do with the Pasuk? The Pasuk sounds like you convert someone against their will. A slave you could. They say no. Amar Ula. Just like you can't send the son, you can't circumcise or give a beat to the son of the guy against his will. You can't do Ebed Ish. What do we learn from I need this Ebed Ish for Shmuel's rule. So this he's using this Evid Ish that Rashba is using to use against your will. He's using for, for Shmuel's rule. What Shmuel's rule are you wondering? Well, I'll tell you. Let me tell you. Okay. Dama Shmuel Shmuel says Hamafkir Avdo. Shmuel says if a guy makes his slave hefker, he goes free. He doesn't need a document. Normally, to free a slave. You write him a document that he's free. But Shmuel holds that if you make him ownerless, then he's free anyway. And he doesn't need to get Shechur. How, do how does Shmuel learn that law? He learned from this Pasuk. Pasuk says, Call Evid Ish Miknat Kasef. And he's saved a man who's bought with money. Evid Ish, Evid Isha? Of course not. It can't be that only an Evid Ish who's bought with money could eat and not an Evid Isha. Right. An Evid that you can control is called an Evid. If you can't control him because he's if care, then you're not called an Evid, and that's why he's not an Evid. And therefore we see that you don't need a get So the two Pesukim are used for two different things. According to Shmuel, this Pasuk is used to teach you, and what the Gemara is saying that Shmuel is the Rabbanan in the Mishnah, it's used to teach you that when you mafkir a guy, Mafkir, your slave, he doesn't need a get. He doesn't need a document. And the other rabbi is using it to teach you that you could do only a, only adult bal kocho, but uh, only a slave bal kocho, but not a free goy bal kocho. Okay? Now, we figured that the chachamim who hold 
that the the lady who was Yafatot needed to accept mitzvot. So they figured that in general, all slaves need to accept mitzvot, otherwise they're out. Right? Mat Kiflara Papa Papa asks, when did you see the Rabbanan saying that, that she has to accept mitzvot to be a full Jew? That's only a fator. Why the lo shaykh mitzvot? Because she wasn't involved in any mitzvot before she got freed. Right? Because, right? Because she never had any time she was doing mitzvot. The guy who just wanted to marry her fully. So he dipped her once, according to Rashba, pulled her out, dipped her again, and then she got freed. Then she became a full free man, according to Rashba. And the Chachamim said no. You only saw the Chachamim say no in the case where Rashba said yes. Rashba said yes with a double dipping immediately. But who said that the Chachamim would say that if the guy was uh, acted like a Jew, Jewish slave for a while, maybe you could then dip him against his will and make him free if you want to free him? Who said the Chachamim disagree? We only saw by a fator. Because no connection to mitzvot. But an ayved, the shayach mitzvot, who already did some mitzvot. Maybe they agree that he becomes automatically free right afterwards. Whether the guy converted on his own, or you bought a slave from a goy. Yes, except mitzvot. And what do we learn from there? Halakach, we said, but if you bought a slave from a Jew and you freed him, and it sounds like he doesn't have to accept. What's going on here? No, what's the difference? Okay, well, if you bought it from a goy, so he never had any connection to doing mitzvot. So if you want to free him right away and make him Jewish, you can't do it because he never acted mitzvot. But it sounds like, had you bought him from a Jew, where already for two years he was keeping mitzvot like a lady, then, if you want to free him against his will, he could maybe he could become he could become a, a Jewish person against uh, even against his will. Against his will, meaning the Hahamim, okay, who said that you need will. They we only saw them needing will on a person who has never kept mitzvah in his life. The Yefatoa had never kept mitzvah in her life. She was just captured yesterday. We double dipped her. Chachamim said, "No, that doesn't work." Rosh says, "It works." So it is possible. But, but to may, per, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, when a slave has been bought by a Jew, so that means he spent a year as a Jewish slave, then maybe over there you could free him and they're immediately a Jewish person and, and, against their will. And, and freeing them only with the way they were owned? I'm no, no. I'm freeing them, but I'm not freeing them because I'm forcing them to be a Jew. No, right? no, 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 no. They're going to free them fully. We said, we want to know. When you, there's a, there's, when you free a Jewish slave, they become they become fully Jewish. Fully, oh, yeah. fully, fully Jewish. A Jewish slave just owned by a Jew. Yeah, a slave owned by a Jew, according to Rashbah, you get fully freed immediately. And, and and you're forcing them to be, what if they don't, they, they, were, they were enslaved by a Jew and now they're free, they don't want to be a Jew. They don't know choice. Right, so Rashbah says they have no choice. Too bad. Uh-huh. Rabbanan, we're not sure what they say. For sure they say that by Yifatar, they don't agree that it works. You, they, she, they say that in order to become fully Jewish, she has to accept. But we're trying to clarify is that also true By in a case when you're freed from after having acted like a Jew a little bit for a while? Right. Perhaps the Chachamim say that once you've acted like a Jew for a little bit, then you, then you get to this point where you're, once you're in the semi-stage, 
then you're automatically freed. They'll agree with Rashba that you get automatically fully Jewish when you're freed. Whether you want to be or not. Right. Maybe they'll agree to that. And maybe that'll be everyone's opinion, not just Rashba in that case. We know that the rabbi don't argue when you have acted like a Jew. But who said that that's true? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we learned in the bright that says, whether you're a ger or if you bought a slave from a goy, he has to accept mitzvot. I said, oh, he has to accept when you bought it from a goy. But you bought it from a Jew, where he's already acting like a Jew. Maybe the Chachamim agree. Right? Now, who could say this? Mani, who, which rabbi could have written this Mishnah? If it's Rashba, if you claim, oh, that's Rashba who wrote this. He holds it, even if you bought it from a goy, you don't have to kabel, because you saw he, do, he did that by the Yifator. He bought, you, you, got, you got him acting like a goy, and you still were able to help him, so it can't be written by him. So you see from here that the Chachamim don't need. You followed? Why would you say border slave from a goy? Could have said border slave from a goy or Jew. Says when it's from a goy, specifically from a goy, is when he'll have to accept mitzvot. But had you bought it from a Jew, where he's already practicing some partial mitzvot observance, then he right then right no then right away among freeing even Rabbanan will agree that he's an ornamental Jew. So you see that he'll, they'll agree in that case. Yeah, that's what he said to them. Okay. But then we have a problem with the previous statement. Because there's a writer that says that whether you're, uh, that we have to do the same thing for a ger or for his life. And it sounds like they have the same problem, same conversion process. And according to this, it's not the same conversion process. A ger needs accepting mitzvot, and Evan Meshukhar does not need accepting mitzvot. So why would we mention, why would we, we put them together? Or says, no. When we said that it is the same process, that's as regard to going in the mikvah. But as regard to accepting mitzvot, that's only for a ger, and not for a freed slave. According to this, everyone agrees that freed slaves do not need. Okay? So, right now we're coming out that freed slaves are immediately don't need, um... do not need accepting mitzvot, since you acted like a, a, a Jew, a, a partial Jew for a while, you're different. Now, once we mention the Fatah, we're going to explain. Tanaram, we learned. Pasuk says, She says that she shaves her hair and she does her nails. Now, doing her nails, what does it mean? Excuse me. Tulad does not, Tulad does not say what doing means. Machloket, the Pasuk only says to do them. Machloket, what it means. Toketz. When it says do her nails, it means she has to cut her nails. She has to grow her nails. Mm-hmm. So look at what she does for the month. Yeah. She has to do her nails. What's doing? It says to do your head, and it says to do her nails. Just like doing, just like the head means removing all your hair. So to the nails means removing your hair. Right? The pasuk says. Mm-hmm. Bring it to your house. And she shaves her head. And you do her nails. Now, when it says. Right. 
just like when you shave your head. It's got to make you ugly. So to here, it's to make you ugly. And therefore, by allowing, allowing your nails to grow, it's going to make them ugly. And therefore, Bikiva holds that you have to let them grow, not, not cut them. Because just like shaved hair makes you look ugly, so too, long nails make you look ugly. Uh, someone should tell this to all the nail shops, you know. It still is ugly. It's still a thing. No, no. Maybe with uh, Abid. <laughs> Maybe, uh, mo- Never mo- see a Jewish lady. Whatever. Like, like, oh, no, they, Jewish, uh, religious Jewish ladies don't have long nails because you can't go to the mikvah like that. Right. But I, I don't. I don't believe that if you would, uh, if you would tell them. That you're allowed to go to the like that. I don't know if you would be correct. <laughs> okay, like that. A little longer. They see the abid like No, they want a, a little lo- a little longer than than we have now. But here we're telling you that it's it's as ugly as shaved hair. I think all all ladies still agree that shaved hair is ugly. Not uh, all of them agree that. that uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. It's an ayat What's the proof to be azar that says they have to you have to cut them? Pasuk says, It says, Mephiboshet came down to see the king. He didn't do his, he didn't do his feet and didn't do his mustache. Ma'asa, it sounds like he didn't remove his mustache. Do his feet means cut his nails or trim his mustache. So you see both the same. Okay, so that's a proof to be Lazar. It's interesting when you read the Rashi on Chumash, if I'm not mistaken, Rashi on Chumash learns like Rabbi Akaba. Says that she has to leave her nails to grow long. Doesn't mention Rabbi Lazar. And here the Gemara sounds like he's passing like Rabbi Lazar because they're ending off bringing a proof from this writer that it's really, it really means to cut him. Interesting. Okay. I'm wondering why Rashi. Quotes Rabbi Akiva, if I'm not mistaken. Rashi quotes Rabbi Akiva. Does he mention both? I don't think so. We'll look it up later, okay, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Do you mind looking it up later for me? Take a look, okay? Says the Gemara, Tanar Baran. You going to remember or no? Yeah. Okay. You just, just remember you're checking up. Uh, what is it? What? Rashi on the bottom of this page. Oh, where is it? It's in, um, yeah, it's right there in Divarim, Chaf Aleph, you'd bet, okay? Let's go. And she will cry for her father and her mother. When it says that she cries, she's crying for a real father and a real mother. Rabbi Kiva says, no. These are her gods. We have a pasuk in Tanakh that says, Oh, the people say to the wood, you're my dad. And therefore, we see that the word dad is used in context of your gods. So, therefore, it's a machloket, whether it means she has to cry about her gods or cry about her parents. Okay? Yerach, has to cry for a month. Yerach, shloshimim, it means 30 days. According to this, she has to weep for 30 days. Rabbi Shimon ben Azazah disagrees. He says, no, she has to cry for 90 days. Sure. This is not mentioned in Rashi. Yerach, shloshim, yamim, shloshim, vachaken, shloshim. It says three words in the Pasuk. It says, Va'acha ken, yerach yamin. Each one of these is for another month, and therefore it's 90 days altogether. 
מתקיף על הרבינה, המה ילך שלושים ימים שלושים, ואחר כיהני, and therefore maybe it's 120, ילך ימים is 60, and ואחר כן, should be equaling the two of them together, which is another 60, which would be 120, why is he saying 90? Moses, well, you're right. It's a kasha. Tano Rabbanan, mekayimim avdin she'en amalim. Okay? You could keep slaves who are not, who have no brit milah. According to this, this opinion, divrei b'rish b'yadah, rikiva omen en mekayimim. Whether or not you're allowed to have a whether or not whether or not you're allowed to have a slave who does not have a brit milah. Okay, what's the reasons? So Rabbi Kiva says, you're not allowed to have him. Rabbi Yishma says, Hare'a It says in the Pasuk, six days a week you work, and the seventh day you're going to rest, you and Ben Amatecha, the son of your maidservant. So it sounds like you have a slave who has no Brit Milah, and he still has to rest. But it sounds like you're allowed to have him. Why would it say you're the son of your maidservant and not your maidservant? תודה that um, that Abraham Avinu, he circumcised all the people of his house. So it sounds like already anyone in your house has to be converted. So now, the son of your maidservant, which they're understanding to mean that you could have a, a guy who's not... Who's, who's not circumcised. Who's not Brit Milah, and he's still, he's still, he's still your slave. How can he be there? Must be you're allowed to have people, even though they didn't, accept, they didn't become Goyim, they didn't become Jewish. Rabbi Kiva says, yes, it's true, but we're talking about a guy who you, who you bought right before Shabbat, you didn't have time to take care of the process. But of course, it has to be done immediately, as soon as after Shabbat's over. Right? Let's clarify. The Kulam, everyone agrees, however. Everyone agrees the Pasuk is talking about the guy has no Brit Milah. My Mashma. How do you see? Just says the son of your maidservant. Maybe he's talking about the son of your maidservant who has a Brit Milah. Who told you? The time you learned, it says, that the son of your maidservant should rest on Shabbat. Talking about a guy without a Brit Milah. The Pasuk already said before that, that your slave and your maidservant has to rest. That's talking about regular slave who has Brit Milah. So why does it say, the son of your maidservant, must be talking about the son of your maidservant who has no Brit Milah. 
And therefore, we see that a guy without a big milah could always, always has to rest on Shabbat, but there's such a thing as having a guy without a big milah. Which, to which Rashba, the one rabbi will say... Why would you think otherwise? What? Why would you think otherwise? It says you're slave. Because <clears throat> it says you're slave and you're maidservant. And then it says also the son of your maidservant. What's the point of mentioning them? Right. That, 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 he, so obviously it's talking about a guy who has no big milah. Okay? That's one opinion. So, but you see that both rabbis agree that he's talking about that type of guy. Machloket is, is this a guy who you keep in general? Or Rebbe will say, no, yeah, there is a guy like that, but only because you didn't have time to, to dip him before Shabbat. You born right, we born Friday afternoon. Okay, it takes time. Okay, right, we'll let you, but generally you can't keep him. Right? Pasuk says, Vehager. It says, the maidservant's son and the ger. Who's the ger? Vehager. Zeger Toshav. This is referring to a goy who lives in Israel. A goy who wants to live in Israel as a ger needs to be a ger toshav. A ger toshav is somebody who lives and keeps certain uh, rules. And one of the rules is that you would have to keep Shabbat. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Not, not, to, not to eat, not to do idol worship, Right? There's a big question like this. Rashi sounds like this gear has to keep Shabbat. Gear is a convert, so. No, it's a gear toshav. Gear toshav is not converting fully. He's just accepting to live like a Jew in Israel. Either is three or machlok what it means. Does that mean he's accepting to just to not at least not to do idols, or not to do idols and the seven bnei noach? Or according to Rashi over here, even not even to keep Shabbat also, okay. Or another get tzedek, maybe it's referring to get tzedek, a guy who accepted all the mitzvot. Get toshav, get tzedek, two different things. Get toshav doesn't keeping only some mitzvot. Get get tzedek is a, our, our type of ger who's keeping all the mitzvot. When it says a ger that's in your gates, how to get that's 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 a ger tzedek. Haman became vehager, so it must be that's ger toshav. Okay. Amar B'shuvan Levi. If you buy a slave from a goy, and he doesn't want to get circumcised. According to Bishop Levi, he's telling you that if you have a goy who doesn't want to put doesn't want to do bimila, so you can handle with him for up to 12 months. Once you have 12 months, you have to go sell him to a goy. So the guy, guy spends a million dollars, buys a decent slave from a goy. And the guy says, no, no, I don't want. You can try to convince him after 12 months. After 12 months is your limit, and you have to, I'll let own him anymore. You have to give him back, sell him back to a goy to get your money back. This can't be like a kiva. We told you to be a kiva. doesn't let keeping it at all. Right? He told you that the only case of your, your maidservant's son was only if you're born right before Shabbat. He's not letting you keep him 12 months. Must be this wasn't written by Rabbi Kiva. This rabbi can go like Rabbi Kiva. I'm a little papa. I feel different Rabbi Kiva. You could agree. When are you allowed to keep him only till Shabbat? That's only if you, if you didn't have time to convert him. But if you... I'm sorry. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. That's only if he if he stopped doing avodah zarah. But if he stopped doing avodah zarah, 
then it's fine, and then you can keep him for the 12 months, and maybe he'll do... Maybe he'll do Milah. So in other words, Rikiva only lets if he's doing... If he says he never wants to convert. But when he said he would convert, but then he said then he backed off, then he'll let you keep him 12 months to see what happens. Okay? Amar Vakana Vakana says... I said this to He said, and he said, and he told us, Amali, he said, So when Rikiva said, that's talking about you bought a why didn't he say it's talking about a case where the guy said he'll convert? Right? Why did Rikiva have to say, when we said we had, we said the Pasuk, we said, Ben Amatecha. Right? One rabbi says, oh, that's talking about a goy who didn't want to convert. And Rikiva says, no, you're born in right Ben Hashem Right? Why does he say born in Ben Hashem Why can't he say a case? That's talking about a case where a guy who agreed to convert and then backed out. If that's what Rikiva holds. He says, well, Chad time Rikiva said one or two reasons. Meaning, there's two reasons why Rikiva will let you keep a guy. Either because you born in Ben Hashem or because he agreed to convert and backed out, which we hope, you ought to keep him 12 months uh, to hope that he'll get back. According to this way of understanding, we're saying like this. Rabbi Kiva, who had mentioned earlier that you could keep a guy only till Shabbat, right? He really also agrees that you could keep a goy if you, if you buy a slave and he says, you ask him, you want to, get, you want to come to the Mohel? And he says, yeah, I'll do it. I said, no, 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 I don't want to do it. A guy like that, you're allowed to keep him up to 12 months to, in the hope that maybe he'll change his mind. But a guy who never, ever agreed, only till Shabbat. Then you have to get rid of him. And they ask him, so then why did he say that case? Why did he say the case of Ben Shemashot? Because he said one or two reasons. He could have said the other one, I picked one. Okay? Good. Shalach Rabin Bishmede Rabbi Rabin sends a message in the name of Rabbi He says, And everyone said in Rabbi name, When you let to keep an Evid who has no Brit Milah, If his master bought him, having in mind, I'm buying this guy and I don't want to do Brit Milah, you're also allowed to keep him. We entered new hadush over here. So new hadush is that this whole rule that we said before, oh, you have to move right away, but that's only because you bought him in order to bond. So but if you have in mind you want to keep him a goy, you can. If you do that, you're safe. Yeah. If you have yeah. in mind you want to keep him a goy, you can. If I have in mind I want to keep him a goy, I could buy him. In, when I pay the money to buy him, I have in mind I want to keep him without milah, and then you don't have to at all. Going to this. That's where we lie. So now we're going to clap. Let's analyze it. Amur, we're not coming to They said this rule in front of our papa, this business about having in mind, which is the, new, the first time we ever heard of this stuff, right? They said this in front of our papa. Want to hear what papa says? He says, Kiman, who, which rabbi could be going on? The law could be kiva. This can't be a kiva. He says, Kiva says, You're not allowed to keep him. Amur, papa, our papa told him back, No, not necessarily. I feel him a kiva. I can even tell you this isn't a be kiva. You know why? That's only when you didn't make a rule. But if you made it tonight, it's good. Maybe maybe Rabbi Kiva is only talking without a today. But with it tonight, he'll agree with this rule that you're allowed to keep him. Amar Rabbi Kana says no. 
Again, I told this business that you're saying that Rabbi Kiva could agree to this. Finally, he said, Right, so he's basically asking the same objection. He's saying, Why did Rabbi Kiva say that this pasuk that says, You have the son of your maidservant? Oh, that's talking about when you born him, Benesh Mashot. He could have just said something made sense talking about when you're born with having in mind that you're keeping your message as a if having in mind works and Rubi Kiva agrees, why do we Kiva make up this case? Oh, you born him uh, right before Shabbat. Let him just say, I born him having in mind. So I've kind of answered back, all time according to your reasoning. It could have been talking about the case where the guy says convert. Rabbi Bikiva had three reasons. And he picked one, he told you one of them. But you're right, you could have three. Another thing. They were sitting on the porch of Rabbi Nafcha. They were saying the following things. There was a city in Israel. And the slaves didn't want to get Brit Milas. They waited 12 months. Then they sold them to Goyim. Come on, who are they going like? If you buy Evan from a goy, the Lord said them all, he doesn't want to do Bimila. You can wait till 12 months. Rashbaumer, you can't keep an Israel at all. Why? Because we're worried about Tarot. In Israel, there are Korbanot there. And therefore, you can't keep them at all. In other words, in in Chutzlaretz, we'll allow you to keep them 12 months because we're not worried that there's any korbanot in my touch. But there's tarot in Israel, there we won't let you keep them at all. But if you're close to the border, we're worried if your city is on the border, he's a security risk because he can meet a goy and give security information to the goy. And therefore, you can't keep him at all if you don't do it. Okay. Why are the Gerim nowadays always have troubles? You see, by them, they always have Yisurim. Because they didn't keep the Shevet Sopinach before they converted. So Goyim, who used to be Non-Jews, they converted to Judaism. In other words, who didn't, let's say he have a goy. So when he was a goy, he didn't, he didn't keep necessarily the old servants open at all. He might have done, gone against them. Normally, Hashem will give you that punishment in the next world. Now that he converted, you're a Jewish guy, Hashem wants to take care of you. So he'll give you punishment in this world in order that to take away your avirot. This is not talking about Gerim who convert when they're babies. That's different. Talking about again who converted as an adult. Right, like, that's why I'm, I look at you when I tell them. Okay. Rabbi Yossi says, Gersh Geir Bekatan Shinolad Dami. Rabbi Yossi disagrees. He holds every Geir who converts is like a Katan Hanolad. It's like a baby who's just born. And he doesn't have to suffer anything for not keeping his. The, the so in theory, if you have a guy who did 100, murdered 100 people, which is against Shemitah Hanolad, when he converts, it's all gone, according to Rabbi Yossi. 
So then, if so, so the why do 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 uh, Gerim always have such troubled lives? The fishein bikiin mitukem mitzvot Yisrael since they don't know the mitzvot so well like the Jews, and therefore they mess up and do averot. Those averot cause them to have troubles. That's a biosi. They only do the mitzvot out of out of yiraf because they're scared, not because they love Hashem. Okay. hold because why they delay so long to become Jews? You could have become a Jew and you didn't come. That itself gets you troubled. What's the pasuk that says it works? Hashem should pay your actions and keep your reward whole in front of Hashem that you came to join the Jews. The fact that she came so quickly to join the Jews, she'd give her a reward. As opposed to if she delayed, then she wouldn't. That's Rashi. Okay. We're going to stop over here at the Mishnah on the top of Memtidama. Today, Bizat Hashem, I want to have a class here at 6 p.m. What time is it? 6.45. Okay, well, I'm here. Yes? Yeah. 6 p.m., no? 50. No? I don't know yet. Too early? I don't know, I don't know yet.